this is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. And once again, we're recording at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. Our guest this week is one of the most prolific, visible, and respected actresses of the last seven decades and a member of a prominent showbiz family with dozens, and I mean dozens, of film and TV roles to her credit. You've seen her in classic television shows like Gunsmoke, The Untouchables, The Andy Griffith Show, The Danny Kaye Show, Columbo, Love American Style, The Odd Couple, The Sopranos, Desperate Housewives, Boardwalk Empire, and even the original Outer Limits and Twilight Zone. She's also appeared in well-known films such as I Love You, Alice B. Toklas, The Bad News Bears, Mame, Mickey and Nicky, The Falcon and the Snowman, St. Elmo's Fire, Blind Date, and Monkey Shines. And in hit stage plays like I Oughta Be in Pictures, Same Time Next Year, Jake's Women, and Brighton Beach Memoirs. In a long and extremely active performing career that began even before her first birthday, She's worked with Jack Benny, Dean Martin, Elvis Presley, Lucille Ball, Kirk Douglas, Milton Berle, Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor, and Peter Sellers, as well as former podcast guests Lee Grant, Matthew Broderick, Bruce Stern, Jessica Walter, Ron Liebman, and Dick Van Dyke, just to name a few. We're pleased to welcome to the show an actor's actor and a woman who once auditioned for the role of Bonnie Blue Butler in 1939's Gone with the Wind. The versatile and multi-talented Joyce Van Patten. What a introduction. Wow. I it, did all that, huh? Did you think you had a career like that? <laughs> no. No, but I did I did I kind of have a dim memory of of getting on a, a phony horse over a twentieth century fox when they had studios in New York and trying to get into Gone with the Wind. I have a kind of memory of that. <laughs> Well, you had to be five. I was yeah. something, five, yeah. Five I was or like six. a child. Yeah. I yeah, was yeah, definitely yeah. a child. And I never thought the girl that did it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you uh, stayed bitter about it I'm all I'm still bitter all these years later. <laughs> oh, great. You're, you're one of those guests where I was thinking of throwing <laughs> away the introduction right. and saying, uh, uh, just name a TV show or movie and chances are she it's was It's staggering. In. Well, you know, really, when I first went to, to California, I, I had done a lot of stage work. 
then I went to Los Angeles in the 60s. It was very easy to get on, on television. It's got, become very complicated now. There are so many decisions and people. But then they were just, because we came from Broadway, that was a new thing. They were excited that all those New York actors came to, at that particular time in the 60s and wanted to do television. That was like, that was big. That was exciting. And you would just get jobs now. It's so complicated. I don't know how anybody can stand it. You just went from show to show. If a director liked you, it was either you or somebody else. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like 12 women all piled into an audition. It, it's, it, it was all simpler. Maybe because television was still relatively yeah, new. Yeah, it was relatively yeah. new and it was exciting. You know, you know, it was, it was all different. Before I forget to ask... Uh, Frank brought it up, and this is a name that's popped up on the show. <laughs> Only on this podcast. A bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, you worked on stage with Al Sheen. And for those people who don't know Al Sheen, first, shame on you. <laughs> why, why are you listening so, to this show? He, he was the uncle of the Marx Brothers. You know, right. I never knew that. I never knew. He was, I know that I was in a play with him. Popsy. Then again, I was a kid. It was called Popsy. I know that it was a it was a flop, and that was like the thing in our family. Popsy was a flopsy, <laughs> was the thing, and I remember that. And do you remember the actress? Uh, she made herself Jane, Jan Sterling, but she was Jane Sterling then. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, she was like the ingenue in it, and I remember she, I could things you remember. I remember she would bring me lollipops to the theater, but it wasn't a very long run. But I did not know that. I knew that it was Gallagher and Sheen, right? They were a famous. Sure, sure. Absolutely, were Mr. They the Gallagher, were they, positively Mr. Sheen. Was that the Sunshine Boys? Was that what uh, he was uh, using or not? A, li- a, mixture, a little bit. A mixture of them and Smith, Smith and, and Dale. Smith and Dale. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. I mean, I'm glad I know that now. And I did, meet, I did meet Groucho Marx, you know. You did? Yes, and I don't remember why, but he was very nice. You yeah. know what I mean? He was very accessible. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was going with a girl named Erin Fleming. Oh, oh she's yes. come up on this show many times. Yo, yeah. It's a sad story. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I knew Erin Fleming because <laughs> she did a play at Mark Taper Forum, you know, in Los Angeles. They would do new theater. It's yeah. still going on. They have the Amundsen. They have the Mark Taper. Mm-hmm. They have the whatever. We were doing a new play. And uh, she had a scene. She was playing, a, you know, like a very attractive woman opposite, the, I guess, the man that was supposed to be my husband. I don't remember the plot complication. But she took off her shirt and showed her breasts. I mean, that was sort of new. <laughs> it was like 1960. Oh, no, it was in the 70s. She did that. Yeah, this was Groucho in his later years. Yeah, and he yeah. came around. He was there. He was very, he was, he was sweet, it seemed like. She me. came to a rather bad end. Sad. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible end. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know the real behind story, but she killed herself. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was homeless for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then she shot herself. You know, they were after, the family hated her. The Marx yeah. Brothers family, uh, you know, they hated her. Oh, yeah. They were after her. They didn't want her to get anything. That's the story that I well, heard. Well, then there was a famous trial. Was there? Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. I missed oh, yeah. the trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, also worked with Kirk Douglas. Yeah, but and I, you, you and Dick, your brother. Yeah, we were in a, a show called The Wind Is Ninety. That was must have been right near the end of World War II. Says nineteen forty-five. Yeah, so it would have been when the war ended, actually. And uh, Kirk Douglas was in it. Uh, 
and went right to Hollywood and became a star, actually almost immediately after the play. And the other man that was in it was Wendell Corey. Do you remember sure. him? Yeah. Oh, yes. He went also to Hollywood. He didn't become quite the star that Kirk became, but the two of them were from, from that, that period. What do you remember about Kirk Douglas back then? He was nice, you know. I I was eleven. Oh, you, know, <laughs> you weren't judging anyone too, you know? too much at, at eleven. You know, and he he was very nice to me, and he wrote in my autograph book. You know, I can't wait to see you when you grow up. You know, some cute thing. Like oh, that. nice. Yeah. You also, I, I love doing this research, Joyce, because I find some <laughs> really good stuff. I mean, your theater credits, you work with Shirley Booth, for God's sake. Yeah, in more Desk than Set. once. Yeah, yeah, and and a young Lou Gossett. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, and you and you did Hole in the Head with our friend Lee Grant, right? And Connie Sawyer. Oh, my pal, who's still alive. Hundred and six. Wow, Hello. believe that. A hundred and six. Wow. She's <laughs> at the home. Her. Yeah. Well, let's not rush on that. <laughs> <laughs> she's at the at the home, and she is just full of energy, and and she has a little cottage. She in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, oh, yeah. the home in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When sure, I sure. The home. Yeah, the the retired, act, picture, retired uh, actors. Home. Yeah. And and you acted a bunch of times. <laughs> another name that pops up only on this show. And that's her Bedelman. Oh, a lot. I great her Bedelman. I yeah, did a series. A lot. We did a series together. We did Alice B. Toklas together. You sure did. We did a, a play at that same place that I was on the Mark Table. We did Valpony together. Mm-hmm. We worked together a lot. And what do you remember about her? I loved Herbie. He what a funny man. Great. He was very, very funny. He never seemed to take anything that seriously. You know, we'd go through... You know what it's like putting a television show on, all that stuff. He went with everything. He was good, and he was just such so funny, too. And then he wound up being uh, Murray the, the Arthur's boyfriend. Right. Ooh. The Arthur's boyfriend on The Golden Girls. And, the, that, and yeah. he was great. Right. And also Murray the Cop in The Odd Couple movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, yeah, he no. was always He was, he was great. Uh, loved him. Tell us a little bit about The Good Guy since you brought it up. With Bob Denver, you yeah, and Herb. Yeah, well, The Good Guys was, uh, uh, I can't remember, Leonard. Leonard Stern. Leonard Stern was the producer, yeah. and smart we, guy. we did the pilot. This is just a nice story about Bob Denver, really. I, and, of course, it was traditional to fire somebody after the pilot, and I was going to be fired. And I was very, I was very upset about it, of course, but I knew that it was going to happen. And Bob found out about it and refused to do the show if I wasn't on. How nice. Wow. Isn't that something? He was sweet. He's a sweet guy. Leonard Stern told a story about his fan base, about Bob Denver's fan base coming to the to the tapings, and oh, there was a smell. It of... was more the, than the fan base. It was also um, he was married. Uh, Bob was married to a girl named Butch. She was like a hippie, you know, and she uh-huh. would wear yeah. funny jeans and like long stuff in that day. And she had two cho- <laughs> two beautiful Hawaiian children from a former marriage. So they would come. They would stand. You know, it was an audience show on Friday nights. She would stand over there with the two uh, beautiful children and looking, you know, kind of very hippie-ish. And their monkey. They had a monkey. They had a monkey. (laughs) God bless them. Can you imagine? That sounds like a Boston (laughs) sitcom. (laughs) Can you imagine? Nobody looked at the show. They were all over there looking, what's the monkey doing now? (laughs) 
Henry, yeah. So that's really all. And it was it was a time I don't I re, I don't think they didn't know how to write for a woman. They always had me coming from the grocery store, and I was like, well, why don't you have me doing something interesting? Right. You know, well, it was, it was a boys' show. I mean, it was, it was two, a boys' show. Was did two they boys. have you in aprons a lot of time? Yeah, they didn't yeah. know what to do. You remember the good guys? They oh, opened a diner oh, yeah. together. Herb Edelman and, and I Bob think Denver. we ran about two years. I don't think we ran longer. I think so. I think but, you added Alan Hale Jr. in the second year. Yes, they oh, did, yeah, and also the other one jim backus and backus because the ratings were flagging and, and you you were married to another name that comes up on this show uh martin balsam i was married to him and have, we have a daughter Talia yes, Balsam. Yes, yes, yes who's, yes. A, who's a very busy actor very yes and lovely lovely yeah marty was such a marty balsam was such a wonderful actor Oh, we talk about him on this show. Ah, oh, such a wonderful actor. And yeah. I tell you, this thing is driving me crazy with people not knowing who anybody is oh. anymore. Well, Joyce and I talked on the phone yesterday, and I was explaining that, obviously, she's a friend of Lee's, Lee yeah. Grant, and also Ron Liebman and Jessica. Right. And Ron and Jessica were here, and they said to Gilbert and I, you know, please keep <laughs> doing this because it's important to keep these names alive. And so Joyce and I were talking on the phone, and she said it's so sad that people don't remember yes. a lot of these great people and that's kind of what we're trying to do and here. also it, not interested enough to look it up it's so easy now google them you know what i mean course, you can find so much and out more than we, ever. we were at a table recently we were having dinner frank and i and gino and yeah and we mentioned to this girl like groucho marx she had no idea she was all of 24 we yeah say, but we still. Say in her defense yeah but my feeling is i could be wrong <laughs> about 25. this i could be wrong about this you can we all knew. I mean, you're younger than I am, but I mean, we all knew who the silent screen stars were. I mean, we all yes. knew who the people were. Yes. But there's no interest. In, I don't know what. No, it's true. It's true. While I nudge Gilbert awake, listen to these words from our sponsor. Were you speaking? Da, 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 da. Gilbert and Frank, we can't live without you. 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 And now we return to the show. Getting back to uh, Martin Balsam, he was one of those actors that made it look easy. Like there was no effort involved. Absolutely. He, he was also such a nice guy, uh, even though we didn't stay married. He was always so uh, generous about other actors when I met him. I was, you know, like, I don't know, 16 years younger. I was quite a lot younger than he. And I was like, you know, jealous of a lot of people that were working. Of course. He did not have, a, he did not have that in him at all. It was like... Every, you know, they no, that guy is great. You know, Jack Warden is That's great. Nice. I, I'm not upset that Jack Warden got the job that I wanted because Jack Warden's he had that kindness in him. Wow. That was nice. And, you know, Lee Grant has that, too. That's a lovely thing. Yeah, and Lee when, was great to and, us. Yeah. And we loved for her. those who uh, might not know Martin Balsam, he was uh, abergast. In Psycho. In Psycho. 12 Angry Men, A Thousand Clowns. Yes. Oh, and, God. and all the President's Men and On the Waterfront and Catch-22. Well, A Thousand Clowns is he won the 
Oscar. Absolutely. Oh, and that was after the, the Fox and and Cape yeah, and Catch Twenty Two and he Cape was Fear. Hysterical. Yeah, very mm-hmm. funny. Funny in comedies. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and a stage actor yeah. as well. Not Bronx too... boy, local boy. Yep, local boy. Yep. True enough. And, yep, yep, yep. And you worked another name. Only Frank and I would get totally excited about. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> you worked with Hunch Hall. Yeah. I did. Uh, what's the name of that movie? Oh, you my know? God. I have it in my it's notes. It's something Manchu it Eagle It was the Manchu mystery. Eagle Caper Murder Mystery. <laughs> Gabe Dell. Yeah, Gabe Dell was Gabe? in it. And, Yo, Jackie, yes. and Jackie Coogan. Oh, my God. Every yeah. child why actor. Were, why were we all in that movie? And Sorrel Book. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. I love Sorrel Oh, he was wonderful. I loved I forgot all about Sorrel Book. Wait, no. uh, yeah, that was Boss a movie. Hog. We brought him up on this show. Did you? Gilbert loves Bye Bye Braverman. Yeah, well, that is that's a good movie. Yeah. Isn't oh. Ronnie in that? Isn't what? Isn't, oh, uh, uh, George Siegel. George Siegel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, um, uh, Jessica Walter is. Jessica. In oh, she's in it. That's right. Oh, that's and, right. And uh, and and the 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 only Jewish Bond villain, <laughs> Joseph Wiseman. Yes, he played Doctor He was no. good. He was good. Although I must he say, a, a, great a fan wrote to us and said, "Gilbert is mistaken. There is a second Jewish Bond villain. Who? Who? And it's somebody that Joyce worked with, but of it doesn't really count in the sense that he converted to Judaism. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yafet Kodo. That's Yafet, right. Yafet Kodo That's, is Jewish now. He became yes, Jewish. He did. <laughs> he converted to Judaism. He doesn't yep. have enough problems. He. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't God. bad enough being black. He had to be a jewel. I, well, that's, well as long go. as he's happy. Did he get married? I don't know. This We, we, we found we this out. We have to have Yafit Koto on I, the show. I'd kill to have him here. He did a movie with Joyce Wonderful. called Bone, yeah. the Larry Cohen movie. Yeah. It's a very disturbing yeah. movie. Yeah, it is. It's good, yeah. though. I thought it was kind of good. Uh, Yafit Koto. Why was that? I was just going to say something about him, but now it's left my mind. That's so, all right. Okay. We'll go back to Hunts Hall and Gabe Dell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Gabe Dell played my... Husband, he was a private eye. Yeah, I think he was. uh, Yeah, and and what do you remember about Hunts Hall? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't make an impression. Joy shaking her head and shrugging, so he didn't make an impression. But when I did dead, I did dead end at the Amundsen. You know, it was a play originally, and the dead end kids were in it, and that's why they all went to Hollywood. Okay, so now the dead end kids, probably most of them dead, had children. And those children came to see the play. And they're not children, of course. They're middle-aged men, yeah. middle-aged to old men. They came. I don't remember whether Hunts Hall had a son there. Wow. I don't remember. But they all came to see the play. Wow. Do you remember Stanley Clements in the Bowery Boys? He was a lesser. Yeah, he. but he Stanley Clements also he played ma- a jockey in some movie. He married Gloria Graham. Yes. But he used to chase my mother home from school and try to <laughs> kiss her when they were great. <laughs> And my grandmother hit him with a broom. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> well, it's good. It's a good story. It's a good story. And, and getting back to your daughter, Talia. <laughs> yeah. She, I guess, at one point in her life, must have been hated by every single woman on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess so. Yeah. But not for long. She married uh, George Clooney. She did. We all went down. You, our friend Richard, Richard Kind. We all went down in on, and together to Las Vegas. Yeah, hate to bring it that up. Now. Yeah, and uh, they got married. They got married. We spent the weekend in Vegas, and uh, I, sorry that they didn't stay married, but they both went their own way. I think George has been 
amazing how he's handled his being famous. I think he's done all the right stuff, don't you? Yes. He used his yes, celebrity he's an in such person. it's he used yeah. his celebrity in the greatest possible way. And and he's spoken about the marriage and he really takes the blame on himself that he just wasn't ready and he he just, you know, didn't give it a chance. Yeah, I, I guess that's what. You, yeah, they were I guess young. Pretty young. Pretty young. But it's a, it was a fun marriage in that it was two showbiz, showbiz families. Yes. Two famous I, showbiz and, families. It's true. Kind of, it's true. Kind of joining forces. But I would marry George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> You're spoken she, for. Yes. She's got a cute husband now. Yeah. Oh, she's married to John Slattery from yeah, Mad Men yeah. now. She always had those. I never, when I was dating and stuff, I never particularly had great looking guys. I always, I always wanted funny guys. <laughs> Oh, it's your mistake. She Joyce. always dated these great looking men. Oh, yeah. And so now she's married to one. I'd like to also point out before it's forgotten on the show that Joyce is half Italian. Yes. Uh, yeah. I want to get God that in damn there. Damn it. Because you're always claiming ownership. <laughs> yeah. Our- you, you'll have to find that. Has to be a Jew somewhere <laughs> in your past. Gotta be, right? Gotta be. Gotta she's be. Also a New Yorker, like 90% of our guests. I actually think that is the same thing, almost. If you grow up in New York, you know about being Jewish. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I feel partly Jewish. Yeah. I tell no, I think that. it's I think it's part of, of living here, of growing up here. Well, uh, Tony Orlando's father is – he grew up – I guess he grew up in New York. In Manhattan. Yes, in the garment district. Yeah. yeah. And his father is buried in a Jewish cemetery. Tony Orlando's father? Yeah. You like that? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, tell us what you were telling us outside, just a little backstory about about the family and about your mom and how you, she was a stage mom. And she was a stage mom. By the Dick time – you know, when Dickie was born, my mother's whole family, they went to live in Woodhaven – at the time, and they signed a petition to get the Italians off the block, but they didn't get them off the block. They stayed there, so there was a lot. I of would that. have signed that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. And then she met my father, who was not a, an Italian. Was a beautiful blonde, and you know there was the whole thing. They got married, and uh, she had this beautiful baby boy, and Dickie was absolutely the most adorable child, and she decided that he was going to be a model and he was modeling very, very young. And then he was doing little theater. You know, they used to do plays that had a lot of people in them because it didn't cost a lot of money. Yeah. Most of the plays that I did and that Dickie did had something like, you know, it would be nothing to have 28 people in a, in a play, you know, or 30 people. There were always a lot of kids in them. And uh, so she, he was doing that. He did radio. Mm-hmm. So by the time I came along, I was like, that's what I was going to do. So there's pictures of me in, you know, baby sweaters, modeling baby sweaters. And you I'm, modeled for the Sears catalog when you were like yeah, five months old or yeah, six months yeah, old or some yeah, crazy thing? Yeah. It's amazing. It's and sort your, of interesting. your brother, Dick, also has a ridiculous resume. Amazing. Oh she acted with the Lunts. Yeah. Yeah. For five years. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. He's a billions of movies yeah. and TV shows. He did. He oh, everything. Did. And he was also, he seemed to be in with that crowd of Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah, he's close with Mel. And Don Rickles and all those people. And who's the guy that did Get Smart? Don Adams. Don oh, Adams. yes. So he was yes. in that group. Yeah. And Don Adams had a brother. Uh, yeah. Oh, Yarmy. Dick, Dick, Dick Yarmy. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, You're good. Yarmy's, Yarmy's Army. Army. Yeah. They all gambled. I mean, that yeah. was that was the, I mean, I don't think Mel, yeah, Mel does too. That, yes. I'm wrong. 
and that was the bonding thing. I think they all had that. <laughs> I did a little research and, um, and found out Dick liked the horses. Oh no, that was his. That he was very much more interested in that and poker than he really was in in acting. But he beat out Brando for a part. He beat out young Brando. I found really in my research in what I, I'll have to double check. On no, that. I think what I, if I may, sir. Okay, correct me. <laughs> I think what happened is when he did I Remember Mama on television. Right. Uh, Brando had played that on Broadway. Is that what it was? Well, I don't know. Okay. But that's, that's, that's the connection. I don't think he ever – but maybe he did. I'll, I'll but double he, But in other words, that. he played Nels, which was the character that Brando had played in on the stage. He did. I did find a story he told about acting with Tallulah Bankhead her asking him to come into a room to read a line and she yeah. was naked. She was stuck naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was a good storyteller. He was uh, a great raconteur. Oh, Dickie. I wish we had him. I wish we yeah, had Yeah. Oh, you'd have show. loved it. Yeah. He really. He and and you work with Jack Benny. It was so thrilling to me. I can't tell you. I was pretty thrilled when I went to Hollywood because it was in the 60s and the studios were still there. There was still MGM. And when I went to work there, there was Andy Hardy's old house. You know, they wow. had the back lots. Wow, then. still on the lot. And they had all of the clothes. I wore a lot of Eleanor Parker. Do you remember her? Sure. I used to wear a oh, lot of yeah. her clothes sure. of if I was working at MGM. And they had it, and they had the studios filled with those women that would make these things. I mean, it was so great to just see that part of it, you know, to me, because the movies were like, you know, amazing. And then to work with people like Gladys Cooper. Do you remember her at all? In yes. Movies? Well, you guys remember. She was... In everything at MGM. She was the character. When, to work with those people, it was like a dream come true, really. And what was Benny like? So nice. Oh, God, he was so nice. Did you tell me on the phone he had a little thing for I you? I felt he had a little crush on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to feel that he did anything he shouldn't have oh, done. Oh, that's great. But he, but he was just so sweet to me, and he kind of he'd sit with me at lunch and everything. He was just darling. And here's a nice story about Milton Berle. Oh, oh. I know. <laughs> That's why I say you, I, don't, I, you was, don't get a lot of I, those. I, I was leading into Milton Berle. Well, we were going to do it. was supposed to be done live. Yes. And Milton said, I don't trust myself and I don't want to do anything to hurt Jack. He didn't trust himself not to be piggy. Not to be what? Piggy. 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 Oh. You know, to do stuff that would make Jack not happy. Well, this was an episode of The Benny Show where Uncle Milty was being adopted by, by Jack, by you and Jack yeah, Benny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm trying to wrap my but mind around. But I thought around. that was sweet. I mean, and that's a nice story. He was real. afraid he would over... He, he, did, he respected Jack Benny, I guess is the story. Wow. That's great. And he didn't want to do anything that would be seem disrespectful and, to him. And it's, it's funny. Benny is one of those people <laughs> I've yet to hear a bad thing about. No, there's nothing bad. No. There's nothing bad. The writers all liked him. That's classic. The writers hate the... Sure. Right? The writers hate the, well, I didn't, the don't, comic. I don't think they, they liked Danny Kaye very now, much. Now, we, we can't touch upon <laughs> Milton Berle without touching upon what he's best known for. Which? Uh, he's supposed to be extremely... <laughs> Oh, well done. <laughs> he would make Donald Trump jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did did you Big ever hands, actually you I never I, I can't give you I have no information on that <laughs> at all, but he was certainly 
You know, he was married to a girl named Joyce. So that yes. was always like, that was his thing with me. I was married to a girl named Joyce, but he never made any kind of moves on and, me. And never showed I you. I have to tell you, people didn't make, you know, you always hear those stories about, and then they got me on the couch. That never happened to me. Well, it did happen to me once. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember a character actor named Bill Conrad, William Conrad? Of course, oh, Kevin. Yes. Sure. Yeah, he just made phone calls to me late at night. <laughs> oh my! With that deep voice of his. <laughs> but that was depressing. That, that that's the one you, but, guy. But at least he had that great radio voice. <laughs> that Rocky <laughs> and Bullwinkle voice. Yeah, he was Matt Dillon on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he would call up with dirty phone calls. You just, I, I, he had a show called Cannon. I think Cannon. It was called Cannon. Yeah, he was a cop. Yes. While Frank I was Cannon. on the show, I mean, he didn't, he didn't stalk me or anything. But while I was on the show, I guess he had a couple of drinks, whatever, and then he called me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only time that that ever and, seemed to be a problem. And now here's here's something. Whenever I ask actresses this, and I always scream bullshit. Uh, <laughs> You worked with Elvis Presley. Yes. The trouble with girls. Every single actress claims they didn't have sex with Elvis Presley. I definitely did not have sex with no. Elvis. No. <laughs> all I can say about Elvis I Presley. I remember that. All I can, yes, I would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah. Is that I can only say what everybody says about him. He was very polite and nice. Also, I didn't really have anything to do with him. You know, it was one of those, it was like a Chautauqua which was, uh, and I was playing Gertrude Ederle, you know, the woman that swam yeah, the, swimmer. the English Channel. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really have anything to do with him. So I don't, I can't, I have no reports on him at all, <laughs> except that he was polite and nice. That's nice. And, yeah, I heard, like, Elvis used to call everybody sir or ma'am. Yeah. Well, he was a southern boy. Well, Martindale's a, wife dated him. Oh, that's right. We had her on the show. That's right. And so you're still denying you've had sex with Elvis Presley. <laughs> I'm still denying it. <laughs> Let's pull another name off that list. Because uh, you were just talking about how the writers loved Benny. But one of the, one of the guys the writers didn't always have a fondness for was Danny, Danny Kaye. Danny, yeah. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up Danny because the truth, I, when I think about my career coming into comedy is Paul Mazursky. Oh, wow. Because he was doing, this is not, there was no Danny Kay show. I knew Paul from New York. He was an actor. I was out there. We were working. At, there was a place called the Crescendo on Hollywood Boulevard. And we was going to do um, a, a club act of improvisations. In other words, the first set would be stuff that you set. And then the second thing, the, you know what that is. And then the audience would give you ideas. So I went and I auditioned and I got it. So it was Paul Mazursky, me, Larry Tucker, who became sure. Paul's, yeah. Alan Seuss, and a girl named Liz Shaw, who was very beautiful, and I never really saw her after this. So we did that. I'm going to say we did it for about three months. It was working in a nightclub, which is interesting to do. And then that was the end of that. And then Paul and Larry got on the Danny Kaye show. And the Danny Kaye show was on for – this is a good actor story – was on for about a year, getting to the end of the first year. He could not find a woman that he liked. They talked him into having me. I did like the last show of that season or whatever. He liked me. I was going to be on the Danny Kay show, and then I spent three years on the Danny Kay show. And that was really great. He was always very he – was, he was nice to me, but he wasn't always nice to everybody. I know that. We heard some bad stories from previous guests. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Men. 
Yeah, you know. yeah, I think that he was nice in, to me. In fact, in Tony Curtis's <laughs> book, what, what he, he, he says he was at a party and Danny was being very rude to him and very insulting. And Tony said he looked at Danny in the eyes at one point and said, fuck you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> We had a couple of people here, Jamie Farr, Bernie Coppell, a couple of people that didn't enjoy their experience of yeah, working with him. Yeah, he's had some. Oh no, no, he was difficult. Yeah, he, he was. He was. He. We didn't talk a lot to you. I remember once he had a. You know, he had a, a dressing room that was like you could eat there, and it, one day he had Roddy McDowell, who was a guest on the show, and myself and Harvey and some man who I don't remember Harvey that Corman. was from the TV guy. I don't remember who. And nobody talked. I remember the sweat was like dripping down my chest. You know that mm-hmm. feeling when yeah. nobody knew what conversation to have. And if we, if somebody and Roddy, who was terrific, you know, you start something and he would be, it would be, he just wouldn't pick it up. It was the most awful lunch I've ever Roddy had. Roddy seemed like a nice guy. Oh, he was adorable. Another raconteur. He was yeah. a raconteur yeah. and he loved people and he loved to entertain. Yeah. And, you know, he was. He was we hear true. lovely things about him. Harvey Corman, you and Harvey Corman were the, were the repertory in that yeah, repertory company. Yeah. And Howie Morris, too? How? No, the other one. Um, Howie, I knew, how, of course, and he was on it. But well, Conway, it was, it was Tim. The, yeah, it was yeah, the first time Tim. that Corman and and, uh, and yeah, Conway. Yeah, no, that was those were great years for up. me. I have to tell you, great years for me. I worked with Art Carney. There were just wonderful people. on Vincent that show. Price, Art Carney, Satchmo, Don Knotts, Liberace, Kelly, George Burns, Peter Ustinov. What a what a insane. Yeah, that was good. That was a wonderful time for me. But here's the payoff. So then the show is over. And Paul and Larry write a movie called "I Love You, Alice." B. I love Toklas. you, Alice B. Toklas. They're desperately right the girl. I love you, Alice B. Toklas. And so does Herbie <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I love Gertrude you, Stein. Alice B. Toklas. <laughs> and I want to change your name to mine. No, also Herbie Fine. Oh, Herbie Fine. Name. He's Herbie Fine in the movie. <laughs> no, so they wrote the character named Joyce, and they were desperately frightened for me to meet Peter Sellers because he was such a difficult man. And they got me so nervous. Be careful of what you wear. Don't wear purple. You can't wear purple. Be careful. You know, they had me so nervous. He was making another movie at Columbia, and I met them there. I went up to the dressing room. Of course, they waited downstairs for me. I went in. I talked to him for, I'm going to say, 10 minutes. I don't remember it being particularly difficult. And uh, I left. And then the boys went up. They said, wait, wait here, wait here. I waited, and they came down, and they said, the job's yours. I never read with him. Wow. Nothing. You're very funny in that movie. Oh, thank you. He, he was, you know, he was great to me. There was another I, person that was great. I've heard me. with Peter Sellers, very much like Sid Caesar, that in character, they were comfortable. But if they were out of character, it's like they didn't even exist. That's interesting. I think that is probably true. He was, but he was e- much easier and more available than Danny. Danny, you, yeah. you know, if he didn't want to talk about, he liked to talk about flying, you know, airplanes, mm-hmm. and he liked to talk about operations. You know, he would go into operation rooms with doctors and watch them do appendectomies or whatever. Danny K. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> I mean, if you, if, you, if you didn't talk about that, you sat at a table sweating. He was a baseball know? fan. He was a big, big Brooklyn <laughs> big, big, Dodgers yeah, guy. Yeah. He wound up buying a baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Later. But that was a great three years for me. Really, a great three years. I saw a clip of you 
Danny, Fred Gwynn in a Cyrano right. skit. Yeah, Cyrano. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And what was Harvey Corman like? Perfect. Perfect in every way. He had what Herb had. They just gentle, sweet men. Wow. I loved I loved him. Don't you think he was great? Oh yeah. Terrific. Absolutely. We've had friends of his on the show who've just Everybody liked adored him, I think. him. Don't you yeah. think? Well, Ronnie Shell told us he was he was oh, paranoid. Ronnie Shell. Oh yeah. But <laughs> I remember reading we had like, him on twice. How is he? He's it? good. He's in LA. Still, do you go to L.A.? Or no, we come? do it on, we have a hookup from L.A. here and oh we just God. do it. Oh, my God. You know, a Love American Style, I always had somebody like Oh, yeah, you did, a, you did a Love American Style with Rich Little. And Moss, and, and uh, Mort Saul. And Mort Saul. Wow. This was so lucky. I really mean it. This Mort, was all just lucky. Yeah, really. Yeah. Paul Mazursky, uh, also uh, Pat McCormick was a writer on that Danny yes, Kaye show. Oh, my yes, God. Yes. And Larry Gelbart. And, yeah. and yeah, I heard, I remember Dick Van Dyke said of Harvey Corman, he he was the world's greatest second banana. No argument. Yeah. I think he was flawless. Yeah. Yeah. He could do anything. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, uh, go and ahead, Gil. You worked with uh, Peter Falk on Columbo. I did. I worked with Peter Falk on Ma- Mikey and Nikki, too. Oh. Mikey and Nikki was a lost movie that was done by Elaine May. She wrote it and directed it, and it was John Cassavetes. And uh, and Peter, and oh, other people, me, but I other good people mm-hmm. that I'm just not remembering right now. And uh, I've never seen it, but it has a reputation. You know, you should repu- try to see it. I will. I like because Elaine May a lot. They, they re-release. I see Elaine now. I still see her. Uh, they they re-released it, and it got a lot of good reviews. She was laughing about it. I mean, it was suddenly getting good reviews yeah. twenty years. Oh, we later. love her work. Yeah, I've never caught up to it, but. It was interesting after Mike, when Mike died. Did you see they were showing a lot of the Mike and Elaine's things? Mm-hmm. And you'd forgotten how great they were. They just oh. were fabulous. And Herb turns up in "I Love You, Alice B. Toklas, too. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just watched it. You're you, you're very funny in it. Uh-huh. There's a lot of good comedy in that movie. Yes. I mean the Mexican family and the neck braces. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was good. There's a. It's a very good script. Yeah, it was a good script. You know what happened this time? Huh. The earth moved for me. Like in Hemingway. Did the earth move for you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I didn't satisfy you? Of course you satisfied me. It was just that the earth didn't move this time, that's all. But it has moved in the past. Oh, Joyce... You know, many times, many times. When? Well, you know, a couple of weeks ago it moved. We must psychedelicize their impoverished dreams. Teach them how to live again. Make them stop playing the ego game. Teach them how to die so that they can be born again, so that they can become a flower again. Harold, is your asthma bothering you? I have a little tickle right now, yeah. It's a little heartbreak kid. Uh, it, it, a little it's bit. about a guy who's re- a reluctant groom and he, yeah. and he meets a younger woman. and Yeah. Yeah, but good. 
but succeeds on its own terms. I work with Tony, too, Curtis. Oh, yeah? Tell us about that. That was sad. He was originally in um, I Would Have Been Pictures. He was the original man in it, and he was really, you know, I think he was a very good actor. Do you agree with me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he was a very good actor. And it was about a, a guy that had been a big writer in Hollywood and wasn't anymore. So that was great because, you know, he, he carried that on stage with him. But he just – they couldn't count on him. They literally couldn't – one night he would be great. The next night he would be terrible. The next – you know, then he would be great. He never knew why he was, why it worked when it worked. and what. So they fired him and oh. they replaced him with Ronnie Liebman. What? Ron Liebman replaced him. Oh. Yeah. I always felt bad for him. Yeah, he seemed like a troubled guy. He came from a really bad upbringing. Yeah, but he he had a long career. Sure yeah. did. And he uh, he got himself in trouble, I think, too. Yeah, and, you know, and I don't think you know doing eight shows a week, you can't play around with stuff. Oh yeah, you, and then you know what he, I mean. You can't course, do it. Of you, course, you he had to, a drinking and drug problem. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But I felt bad. It was just awful oh, to work with someone because he was fired. a really he was such, good and he was a big star. Yeah, he had been a, such a big star. But then Ronnie, of course, was great. So. We love Ron Liebman. Yeah, yeah, they were. So, he used to be loved. Underrated. And speaking of I ought to be in pictures. Now I'm reminded of who played the role in the movie. Someone else you worked with. Walter Matthau. <laughs> you, I'm so boring, but I loved him too. He <laughs> couldn't have been sweeter. You did Bad News Bears with Walter. And, you know, his wife was in Mikey and Nikki, whoever that he was. Oh, like. yes. Carol, uh, Carol. Carol, um, oh, Somebody. hell. Yeah, yeah I'll think good. of it. She's good in it. And, too. and yeah. what was Matthau like? The best. Just loved him. And he, we shot. He, did you ever see Bad News Bears? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The greatest. I mean, it's just such a wonderful movie. But when you were making it, you hated it because it was hot and you were on that ball field all the time. He, and the, there were all people coming. He would go up to all the people, all the fans. He'd talk to them. He gave his autograph. He was like, he just was adorable. And you sweet were Cleveland. And fun. You I were was the equipment Cleveland. manager. I was. Yeah. I was. And then, and then Tatum O'Neill, who was a young and troubled 12-year-old, she wouldn't give anybody her autograph. <laughs> There's Walter Matthau giving Walter out. Walter Matthau was right. out there signing. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. And he was funny in person too. You got to work with four, oh, two Felix Ungers and two Oscar Madisons because you work with Art Carney in the car, in the in the K show. You worked with Matthau, and you were telling me on the phone that you knew you knew uh, Tony and Jack. Tony and I went on, did a tour. They used to do a thing through the Florida tour where you'd play Palm Springs and you'd play Fort Lauderdale with a new play called The Button. And it was him and me and John McMartin, who was a wonderful John McMartin, love him too. Actor. Just passed yeah. recently. Yeah, he yeah. did. So that was Tony. Tony, who had a great sense of humor and kept you laughing all the time. There's a certain kind of – once we realized the play was a bomb and we were in Florida, <laughs> he would do anything to break you up on stage, you know. So it got to be about that, you know, <laughs> who can break who he, up. he tell you that he'd confide in you at some point and tell you that he had a difficult uh, relationship with his dad, Tony Randall? He had, a, he had a mean father. Yeah. 
Yeah, how did you know that, though? Oh, I go Did very, I tell you that? No, I just go very deep into research, and I have a lot of help. Yeah, it was surprised <laughs> me when he told me that. Yeah, and what he did. Was, what was wrong with him and his father? His father was mean. I'm going to say his father was a rabbi. Is this possible? I don't know. He's Lenny Rosenberg from Oklahoma, Yeah, from Tulsa. I, I think there was, a, there was a religious thing that was involved with it that really cut him down. Interesting. Really, really cut him down. And, uh, and he did tell me that. And then he later, you know, he was married for many years to a lovely woman named Florence, and then she died. Right. They never had children. Right. And then he married again, and he had—I think he had two kids. Yeah, when he very, was in his seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he he passed. One of our favorites. And, and what about Jack? You Claudine? knew Jack and Brett too. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my! I feel like I knew them all my life That's because great. they were here in New York. You know, of course, and and, and they were in the village, and. Is Jack's? No, we lost Jack. Oh, no. Did he go? Yeah, about five, six years ago. Okay. Yeah. It's hard to keep track of it, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And you were in a, you, I have to tell uh, our fans, I would be remiss if I didn't point out to our Odd Couple fans that you're in a, you're in a memorable episode with George Firth. With George Firth. Another guy who was a good friend of yours. You know George Firth. Oh, yes. He's in Blazing Saddles and many oh, other wonderful many, things. Many wonderful and, things. And, and he was on talents. The Good Guys, I think, yes, more than he, once. Yes, yeah, he I was. think he was on and quite And on that other actor that they used a few times. Richard Stahl. Yes. Yeah, another he funny was guy. Good. Hysterical. Another Wasn't funny he good? Guy. Yes. Like, so, like, deadbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. So you were watching all these things when you were kids. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we're we're addicts. Yeah, course. we're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there anything happening now, television-wise, that you can't miss? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying Fargo, but I think I'm like two years late. No, it's, yeah, it's the, I've only seen the one. They do it really well, didn't you? Gene Smart in, in the second season was a revelation. I don't know that I saw. Yeah. Oh, gee, I hadn't heard oh, her yeah. name in a while. I'll give you the discs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For real, real. That's the best thing I've seen in quite a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't. I'm like Gilbert. I'm a throwback. I'm lost in. Uh, oh, I'm lost yeah. in the '60s and the '70s. So I don't. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of new television. We're still catching up on. And and un, yet another show you were on. <laughs> <laughs> you can't name oh a show. Oh my God! Did you, you look at that IMDb page? It's, it's insane. Every really? show. Isn't that yeah. something? Ben Casey, the Detectives, the yeah. Untouchables, Andy Griffith Show, yeah. the Don Rickles Show. You did every I Western. Liked him too. Oh, tell us about Don Rickles. He yeah. was great. First of all, he was really smart. I mean, and, you know, if he went after you, it was very, he, he got you, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> but no, I mean, he got you in a good way almost. Oh, yeah, he, he, would he hated the way everybody. I dressed, which was good, because I didn't really, <laughs> you know, I didn't dress the way women should dress, <laughs> according to him. But he was, I thought he was, I thought he was wonderful, and, and he was good. I thought he was a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you see him in uh, what is he? Is he in oh, Run, Run Silent, Run Deep? Yeah, with, uh, with and Gable he was in uh, Run for Your Life with Ben Gazzara. Oh, yeah. oh my God, yeah. where he has right. a nervous yeah. breakdown. He's in a, he's in a couple of those beach blanket movies too. Yes, oh, and, yes, he yeah. and he's the and the man cro- with the X-ray eyes. Yeah, the crooked yeah. carnival <laughs> <laughs> with Ray Milland. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're Rickles freaks. We're freaks, Joyce. You and can, I, I you never got that. a chance to meet Rickles. You would have yeah. liked him. Yeah, I think you would have liked him. I did. 
Tell us a little bit about were you when you were in that Elvis movie. John Carradine and Vincent Price were in that movie. I didn't didn't interact, but I, but with I knew Vincent. You knew I, Vincent. I knew Vincent. I think originally uh, he was sweet. <laughs> I'm a big bore. I really am. <laughs> but like when we were doing the the uh, Danny K show, it was right next to where the farmers market was. So he would go. We'd go for lunch, and then Talia, my daughter, was a little girl, and he bought like a little. Uh, thing of honey you know a little bear that was filled with honey for my daughter yes. i thought that was like sweet and then i used to see him and we had a mutual friend and we would have dinners together he was another great raconteur oh yeah and, all the people we missed out on on this show oh, we kick ourselves yeah, that's a shame because yeah. he really had tales I, to I tell. met him twice very briefly yeah and and it just totally charming yeah totally charming lovely lovely you know we're not even gonna get to I'm not going to say it, Verderosa. I'm not going to say scratch the surface. But there, we, we'd have to do a four-hour show. With I you, was Joyce. thinking that. This, this I mean, I was looking. I have to say, we've done 175 of these. And looking at your IMDb page, and I said to my wife last night, putting the research together, I said, I can't even get my arms around this. You've done That's so amazing. much. Well, that makes me feel good because sometimes you wonder what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> So that no, it is. It's you know a body what I mean? of work. Yeah, it's really nice to hear, and it's charming to talk to both of you. It is, and it's always good to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, the typical typical actor. Yes, yeah. right. Love to talk about me. Tell us about Lucy. You're in Mame with I'm Lucy in and Mame B. With Arthur. Lucy. She was for God's nice. Sake. And Robert talk. Preston. Oh God, he was a prince. He was a prince. I love this. Yeah, there's got to be somebody I didn't like. We'll find it. <laughs> Maybe it's Gilbert. <laughs> Let's see. No, because I I dislike people, but I can't think of any. Of the, she was extremely nice to me. She talked all the time about Desi. Wow. Really? Don't you find that interesting? And this was 1974. Oh, they were long. She's yeah, married to the guy. She's married to Gary Morton at that yeah. point. But then she turned on me, and I don't know what. Not, not during the movie, but then she invited me to several things, and I think she was really lonely in a way, and I think she really wanted a friend, and I was married. I didn't have the time to play whatever she was playing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but that's, and she then she didn't like me anymore, but and, she, I think she wanted a friend, yeah. you know? She thought and, I was good. She liked acting with me. Yeah. Desi would have been an amazing guest. All, well, all of these people. He invented Television. TV. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. And and I think with Lucy, she, you know, they couldn't get along as a married couple. But oh, but she I think she was. I think she was crazy. Admired him. I think she was crazy about him. I really do. That was. No, the, I, I mean, they, she they say she never got over the, it. Well, why was she talking about him? You know, all the time. And in, when she was in another marriage. Yeah, but that marriage made sense to me when I looked at it because he. He was like a very good valet or something. Do you know what I mean? Gary he, Morton. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean that even in a nice way. Mm-hmm. He was there. It was like a, it was like having a good assistant, more than being in love. I have no right to say that. I never, you know, I rarely saw them together. But that was the sense that I got. And opposite Captain Nice, <laughs> I think you appeared on Mister Terrific. You remember doing a show yeah, called Mister Terrific? You know, and whatever happened to that guy that did Mister Terrific? Stanley. Strimple? Tell me whatever. Stephen Strimple. Stephen, how do you know that? I don't know. He was so excited <laughs> about it. I did. I must have done the second or the third of those, and he'd come from New York. He was a New York actor. Yeah, Dick Godier was in that. Oh yeah. Yeah, who you worked and, with? And I remember. <laughs> and John MacGyver. Yeah. Oh God. Did John you know him? MacGyver, one of my favorites. Now wait a minute. Who was John MacGyver? Gilbert, give her a little. Gilbert 
Oh, he was great. Absolutely. No, no, no. He was great. John MacGyver was a very good friend of Carol O'Connor's. Wow. Isn't that a good... I love that. He he would always play, <laughs> like, very pompous... Oh, perfect. You I know, know. total buffoons, you know, who are in charge. Yeah. He He'd be good. like... Uh, like the hotel manager or something. How do you know this? Everything must be done according to schedule, sir. That's perfect. You sound just good? like him. You really do. Isn't he a good mimic? A very good mimic. You should hear his, uh, his Peter Lorre. <laughs> he was great. Peter Lorre Did was you great. ever work with Peter Lorre? No, I wish no. I And I never met him. I wish I'd think he's so great. Don't you just think he's great oh, in movies? Terrific. Oh, my God. So great. One person you did work with was our friend Abe Vigoda on a show oh. called The Comedy Company with Jack Albertson. Do you have any recollection of this? Okay, that was Are you gonna, sure it's me? It's you. <laughs> <laughs> this was going to be our question, our sure girl the guest Dickie? question. Dickie? Could have for Will Dickie. Harris. No, a gentleman named Will Harris. We do this thing called Grill the Guest where we basically. So you don't remember Abe Vigoda? Right? I know who he was. But course but it i was I, howard hesseman abe vigoda howard hesseman i worked with uh don calfa you and jack and comedies, albertson comedy? The comedy company all right we're gonna get to the bottom of this something about the comedy company is ringing a bell but not working with those actors how about lloyd bridges you did a ton of stuff with him any memories the goddess i never worked you with did her. the lloyd bridges show <laughs> no no memory. I have no memory of these. You never want scuba diving. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to find someone you dislike. I knew by the, the way. family. I knew the family. I knew the boys when they were young. Mm-hmm. Jeff and, and Bo. Bo and Jeff. Yeah. 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 In so, my notes, it said you did the Lloyd Bridges show and you did a pilot with him. But maybe that's not right. Here's somebody you def- you definitely work with a lot, Andy Griffith. A lot. Yeah. Tell us about Andy Griffith. He was. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. He was a prince. <laughs> tell well, us, tell what tell us he was a mean drunk. No, well, <laughs> he beat his kids. He was, um, he hated very much. We did Hawaii Five O together and he hated Jack Lord so much. Oh, really? Did he? <laughs> Could not stand him. Oh, well, actually, a lot of people couldn't stand him. I didn't he know was that. a bit of a, you know, I don't know. He was very full of himself. You guys because... played grifters. You played a couple of confidence. Yeah, uh, actually, confidence you know, I replaced Carol Burnett on it because she couldn't do it at the last minute, and they were afraid that Andy would not want to do it without Carol. But he did, and then we worked together a lot. But he did hate him, and if. if... <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And he and he wanted he almost wanted Jack Lord to know that too. You know what I mean? He would walk away from him when he talked. It was really funny. And but then we did a lot of stuff together. I worked with him a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah a movie called Winter Kill. We, and, we did that. And and of course the Andy Griffith show. Then the Andy on. Griffith show. Yeah. Where that's when I got Alice Pitocos. I got the call. Oh yeah, I got the call on the phone that I was going to do Alice Pitocos. And it was the contracts were being signed and everything. And the, a woman that played Aunt B came to me, Francis Bavier, and she said, "I'm very happy, but darling, remember this: it goes up, it comes down, it goes up, it comes down." Wow! Isn't that great? You remembered that. 
And yeah. And I heard Andy and Aunt B hated each other. Oh, well, that I wouldn't know because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't uh, yeah. spend that much time but on the that, show. That is great. Yeah. That what she said. It goes. Wasn't up that and good? Goes down. It goes yeah. up. It goes down. Yeah. 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 Here's some other names. We're just going to keep throwing these at you. You did a movie called Malice in Wonderland with yes. Elizabeth Taylor. And didn't get to meet her. It was ho- so heartbreaking for me because she was my idol. I loved her, you know. Well, you didn't have any scenes together. We had no scenes together. I worked with Jane the whole time. And um, so I didn't get to meet her. It was an interesting, I, it was about Hollywood. It was about yeah, Hedda Hopper. Hedda Hopper. And, yeah, Hedda Hopper. And Luella Hopper Parsons. And Luella, Luella Parsons, Parsons. Right. Yeah, yeah. What about the Mary Tyler Moore Hour, which you did? Yeah, we did 17 of those, and uh, David Letterman played my boyfriend. <laughs> Michael Keaton was Michael on that Keaton show. Michael Keaton was on wow. it. And, uh, Ron Rifkin. And Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was not a, It was after she had done the great show. Yes. And this was going to be part uh, a, a variety and part a regular. You know, in other words, she was an actress who was had a show. Right. And I was her secretary, and, you know, Mike... Uh, Michael Keaton was the guy that worked at the studio, you know, one of those guys mm-hmm. that was in uniform. And she had a press agent, you know, it was that. Dodie Goodman. Do you remember Dodie Goodman? Dodie Goodman. Oh, we yes. loved her from Mary Hartman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what do you remember about doing Twilight Zone? I, it was, uh, first of all, it was thrilling to do Twilight Zone, number one. Number two, we shot the sets were the old sets from Marie Antoinette. You know, it was, it was at MGM, so it was all that stuff. And it was Gladys Cooper. Oh yeah, Wilfred Hyde White, Cyril Delavante, Cecil Kellaway, Alan Napier. Alan Napier. I yeah. it was. I couldn't believe that I was. And they all, Gladys Cooper and Wilfred Hyde White wanted to talk all day long about everything. They loved to gossip about Rex and Kay. And this <laughs> Rex and Kay. <laughs> I mean, it was like that would be Rex Harrison. Was, I couldn't yeah. believe it. It was so great to do. And I mean, then, you're a kid from Queens. Exactly. And suddenly, you're I'm on the soundstage in Hollywood with these veteran. These and my friend Lee Phillips played my husband, yeah, so Phillips. that was nice. So I had Lee. Lee is a friend there, so that was. I remember only wonderful things. And, did you? And Rod, and Rod Serling came around. You know. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, he came around. I forget. I forget whether it was a meal that we all had or something. It, that was a. That was a class act, and it still is. You know, you can make money if you sign. And, and Rod Serling was nice. Yeah, he was. He smoked a lot. Oh, oh, that's. Yeah. But people did then, didn't yeah. they? That's they the said, voyage, uh, the passage on the Lady Anne. Yeah. That episode is one of the hour-long episodes. Yes, oh, an yes. hour-long. Yeah, one. it's yeah. very spooky. It's you, you and Lee, and you get on. I guess what is essentially a ghost ship. It's a said yes, and we're ready to have a divorce, but we're trying to stay together, and then through this, we get back together. It's sad. It's 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 a an interesting Twilight Zone episode because it's it's romantic. Yeah. And it's sad as opposed to Oh s- yeah. scary. Yeah. 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 And the actors are charming as hell. God, yes. God. Oh, uh excuse me. Uh what about this one? The Lady Anne. Oh, I don't think so. Why not? Well, for one thing, it's very nearly the oldest boat in the water, and it's certainly the slowest. Mm. Thirteen days to La Havre, another half day to Southampton, if there are favorable winds. <laughs> well, forget it. No, 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 wait a minute. It, it, it leaves on Thursday. That's less than a week. Please, Mrs. Ransom, forget it. Take your husband's advice. 
The Lady Anne is an antique, a relic. Look, we can relax when we get there, if that's what you want. Don't make such a big deal out of it. Well, it is a big deal to me, a very big deal. Give us two tickets. For this. Yeah, that's, that's right, the Lady Anne. And before I forget, I uh, Mr. Terrific didn't have words to the to the theme song. You're gonna sing it Joyce was, the theme song. Can you do We're the Good Guys? We're the Good Guys. We never let a friend down. We're the Good Guys. I've forgotten it. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Since I saw the Good Guys. Even longer since I've seen Mr. Terrific. Oh, we uh, tell us about Rock Hudson. You did the Martian Chronicles? Well, yeah, but I didn't really get to know Rock Hudson. I, I worked with Darren McGavin. Oh. You know, they were they were Ray Bradbury short things yeah. from Fahrenheit 4. Sure, sure. So we it was Darren and I. But we were in Malta, and so I did see him at the hotel and everything, and he was very good looking and very nice, but I didn't really spend time. Well, then him. tell us about Darren McGavin, who, was, we, who we love. He was great. Was he nice to you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was. We he hope was you're going to nicer. say that about us when this is over. Well, I Joyce, will. When... I have well, that'll what be was, pushing it. What was working with Gilbert Gottfried like? Yes. He was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you worked with yet another favorite over here, uh, Jack Guilford. Oh. Here we go again. The best, right? We hear nothing but nice things. Little sweetheart. He was a sweetheart. Yeah. And was so good. Wasn't he so good? Oh, we loved oh, him. Everything. We did the play together. We did supporting cast. That was written by George Firth, actually. Tell us a little bit about George. You were starting to tell us before. George, well, he just was uh, wacky. You had to be careful around George. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There are people that you have to just watch, watch your step. But he was wonderfully bright and interesting, and, but he could start trouble. Really? <laughs> interesting. Wow. We love him. What about you did a Western with Dino and Brian Keith? Yes. Called Something Oh, and here's a nice story about an actor, (laughs) Dean Martin. (laughs) Oh, there you go. So there I was. We were in Mexico, and I'm on a hill, badly dressed, with Uh this other actress, Judy Meredith. And down the hill is Dean Martin and I guess Brian Keith. And Denver Pyle was in it. And who's also a wonderful actor. And Dean Martin starts walking up the hill toward me, just about to start shooting. And he says, wait a minute. He's, and he says to me, I just saw you in Alice Bitokos and you such a wonderful performance. Wasn't that a nice thing? How to nice. Do? Wow. And then he went back down the hill. And I thought that was so nice to do to, before your first shot in a movie, to make somebody feel good. Oh, like that. wow. Yeah. So How that's nice. a good Dean now, Martin. Now that, but you never heard a bad thing about him either, did you, Dean Martin? People no, always, no, no, actually. No. Well, I heard he and Frank Sinatra beat up the uh, chairman of Hunt's Food. I don't think it was Dino. I think it was Frank, as yeah, the story yeah. goes. But Why would they do that? They, they were both, you know, uh, in the bottle. 
and they owned Vegas, and he asked them if they could hold it down a little, and and they didn't like that. And and I heard they beat up the uh, chairman of Hunt's Foods, and he crashed through a glass table and was in a coma for a while. He almost died. And And never, even scarier, he never pressed charges. Scared to death. Yeah. He was scared to death. Yeah. Those was, were the days when they didn't get that in the paper. Oh, yeah. Now you now you could do something alone in your room. Everybody <laughs> knows it. They, they protected those people. But yeah, back then they were having affairs. They were having people killed. <laughs> it was like, you know, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so knocked out by your, by your long list of credits here, Joyce. I'm just going to throw some more names at you. Uh, you did Murder at the Howard Johnson's with our pal Tony Roberts. Yeah. And uh, the great Bob Dishy. Bob Dishy, another funny guy. Boy, oh, we, yes. We live in New York. We got to get Bob Dishy on this show. <laughs> He's here. He's hilarious. I was with him not that long ago doing a play reading. I wonder if he'd do this with us, Gil. I bet he would love to do oh. it. I love Bob Dishy. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's a comic genius, We do, we do too. I think he's a genius. And that play, if, it, that, if that play, that's Ron Clark and Sam Sam Bobrick. Yeah, good yeah. guys. I, also writers on the K show. Um if if that had had a good producer, that play could have run because it was three characters. It was an audience pleaser, and Bob Dishy gave an incredible performance. Yeah, and so did Tony. But Bob had the showier part. Funny yeah. guys, and and your I guess it's your nephew, uh, Vincent Van Patten, is Dickie's youngest son. Yeah, yeah, and he was both a championship uh, tennis player and an actor. Yes, he. I actually watched him play at Wimbledon. One year, but he now I don't he now he does this poker thing. Do you know what he does? No. They do poker on television, and he's what do you call the ad? You know the people that talk about it. He's the he's oh. the oh he's a color commentator. Color commentator. Oh, that's interesting. And he goes all over the world. He goes to Monaco and you know wherever, and they do that. Shared his dad's love of poker. Yeah, I remember him on Apple's Way. Yeah, with that, Ronnie Cox. Yeah, right. remember that show? Oh yeah, and he was the son, and. He was a bit of a teen heartthrob there, for Yes, he was. He was oh on all those God, tiger yeah. beats. He sure as hell was. Tiger beat. Yeah, really handsome guy. Yeah. How about Carl Malden? He's another nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the hell are they you doing on nice. this show? <laughs> we're going to find a bastard. I'm going to keep throwing through my, <laughs> my I notes. I must have hated somebody. <laughs> Surely there's somebody I can't stand. And you were in that movie, a very odd film, Falcon and the Snowman. Yes, yeah. and I and that was Sean Penn and Tim Hutton. Yes. That's right. And we shot that in Mexico City. John Schlesinger. Or I think Pat Hingle. And Pat Hingle. And Pat Hingle. It's another funny good that you actor. mentioned him. I just saw a little bit. Murder She Wrote was on the other night, and he was on it. He was he was a nice guy. He oh was yeah. Very. Not like an actor in any way. He was like a small town guy in a way. Sweet man. He was always good at those parts. Yeah. He was, I think he played my husband in that. That was a true story, the Falcon. Yes, the yes, about these two kids who were, who were taking government secrets. Yes, and bringing, yeah. them, to and bringing the them to the Russians. Yeah. Well, you knew Sean Penn's dad, didn't you? <clears throat> Leo. Yeah, Leo, yeah. We did one of those, remember the Amazing Stories, of was course. it called? We, we just did, had one of the writers in Leo and I night. did that. Yeah. Yeah, Steven Spielberg's Amazing Stories. And you worked with Blake Edwards on Blind Date. Yes, 
I did. But I didn't have much to do in that. And I mean, Pat I Hingle had, had a pinky missing. He did? Yes. He fell down an elevator shaft. Wow. That was it? That's how he... <laughs> oh. <laughs> been a great story. No, it's true. It's true. He did. Yeah, he yeah. fell. But I don't. But I don't remember the specifics of it. Do you remember? I don't have that in here. So he fell I down he... an elevator. It was a bad shaft. accident, and and it was in the papers. Yeah, it was some kind of accident where he and he and he did something to his. Yeah, I know he lost the pinky, and it's he in films. You he could, could have see lost it. more than a pinky. Oh my God! Yes, it was, but it was some elevator thing that happened. But like, yeah, he was a terrific character. Yeah, actor. wonderful, wonderful. It's amazing. I, I, I honestly, I, 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 James Whitmore, Jimmy Whitmore. Yeah, another nice. What fella. did I do with him? Um, says here a show, a show called The Loner, created by Rod Serling, with James Whitmore. Huh. Well, you, you don't remember tr- some of these. You know, the truth is about a lot of these things when you do the television thing, you don't get to be with each other that much. I think you, when you're in a play with people mm-hmm. and you see them eight times a week and mm-hmm. you have that long, long, that's when you can really begin to hate people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you're just, you oh, when you do a I podcast mean, with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, that, that's when you get your little, uh, you know, yeah, they get under your skin. They every your skin. tiny thing about their personality <laughs> gets on your nerves. <laughs> you were also married to Dennis Dugan, who I you was. you and Gilbert have somebody in common. Oh yes. my, you were married to Dennis Dugan? He yes, was. I was. Yeah, he directed Problem Child. Star- That's right. That's Starring right. Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. But I was married to him not then. I, I We were divorced then. Oh, you would have known that. Yes. But I have worked with him since. And he was, what was the show he starred in? Well, he did Richie Brockleman. Oh, that was Yeah. yeah. Ricky. But wasn't that, a, wasn't that a Rockford spinoff? Yes. Man, oh. No, I don't think so. It was a spinoff of something. I was married to him then. Richie Brockleman. That yeah, was good. Was like, yeah, I, mean, I remember. Was, who was the man in it? <sighs> it was an older star. Oh, God. We go, is Paul out there? Hey, Paul, let us know the older star from Richie, oh, Richie Brockleman, Private Eye. He'll have an answer in 10 years from now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's our researcher, Joyce. He was fun on that show. It didn't last long. No, but he was very good on that. Oh, yeah. He was my director, Dennis Dugan. Wow. Yeah. Yes. And recently directed you in Grown Ups. Yeah, the first Grown Ups. The first Grown Ups. Paul, what do you got on Richie Brockleman, Private Nothing. Eye? Hi, Joyce. Nice to meet you. Can uh, share uh, your mic? Sure. Yes, please. Yeah. Be my just, guest. Just pull it uh, over. What are we, what pull are we your, looking for? Pull it to yourself. Hmm? Pull it to yourself for pull a minute. Pull it to me. All right. Yeah. So what are we looking for? Richie Brockleman, what private are we looking eye. For? <laughs> what are we looking yes. for? Yeah, I have answers. See, this, what's this tells us. Yeah, right. He doesn't even know the question. <laughs> <laughs> so Dennis Dugan is Richie Brockleman, Robert Hogan, Barbara Bosson, Norman Fell. Norman Fell. Oh, the great Norman Fell? Norman Fell in the pilot. I As Mr. Brockman, wasn't there a, 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 a another man that was the star? Well, John, he was Richie John Brockleman. Randolph as Mr. Brockman. Oh, I love John Randolph. Series. No, no, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just him, but I feel like he had a Jim Garner with him or somebody like that. But it wouldn't have I been Jim. See, I, don't I see think it. it was, does it say that it was a Rockford Files spinoff, Paul? Let me see. What does it say here? Is is, is this picking him up, Frank? Hopefully. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a really awkward position, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure we push it. Now, did, okay. did you ever work with Norman Fell? Sure. Yeah. Right. I don't see any more in Brooklyn. All right, give her the mic back. Give me my mic. Thanks for the loan. <laughs> I not only work with them, knew him, you know, knew, his, knew him from New York. Like I knew Brett and Jack, you know, they were all from the same period of time. Yeah, I, I met him once briefly. He was cute. Fun. Very, very nice man. Fun. And he was one of those who was equally good in drama and comedy. Yes, I agree. I think he was too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about Fritz Weaver? Yeah, he just, you know. You know he just lost him. Yeah. Fritz and I, I, I did a thing with Fritz where we all, all three women tried to kill him. It was like one of those things. They tried to do something from 11 to 1230 at night on NBC, I think it was. So it was like, a, it was like three of his ex-wives tried to kill him. And weren't time. you in a play with him too? Oh, yeah. We were in, yeah. um, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of yeah. it right now. Was it the Belasco? Yeah. I'll think of it. Good actor. Give you oh, and a, and another great guy, another adorable yeah. guy. <laughs> and, he, and his wife is a very good friend of mine. His wife and who is his widow now is a very good friend of mine. What were you going to say about Robert Preston before when we brought up? Maybe? He was great too. He was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, You've been lucky. I've been lucky. <laughs> yeah. I have been lucky. Yeah. We're we're going to make you get some of these people for us. I thought actually, in the, in the long run, when I was sort of angry that I had been a child actor for a while, and then I thought, you know, really, if you think about it, it's not a bad environment to be brought up in. It's democratic, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So from the time that I was a kid, really, I was working with African American people. I was working with Asian people. I was, you know, so that was good, and and you. Got because I didn't have like a great education. I really didn't finish high school, but you pick up like intelligence from plays. You pick, don't you think that's true? Yeah. So that's why I feel like in the end that it, you could do a worse thing in in your life. I'm sure. And I think Danny Bonaducci said, like, because they say it's so terrible, child actors, and he said, uh, being a child actor is great. Being a former child actor is is what sucks. I actually worked with him. What did I do with him? Danny Bonaducci? <laughs> yeah. I got to go. He, when he was a kid. His father was a writer, Joe Joe Bonaducci. His father was a when TV I, writer. You know, he may have done a good guys or something. Okay. As we'll, a kid. We'll go digging. Kid. Is it true you never worked an, another job outside of acting? That you never worked? had another job. Isn't wow. that fascinating? Well, you started when you were a baby. Yeah, but you know... Most of the kids don't go on yeah. acting. I mean, it's it's, and you wonder whether it's that they're not that interested, which is what I always hope. Yeah, that it isn't that they want to, but they can't. You know, uh, I don't know, but well, most of the kids that we grew up with did not stay in the business. Also, what I find very weird and depressing is, like on the internet and magazines, they'll say, "Oh, you know." Here's the child actor back then, adorable, and here he is now. And you go, well, he grew older like all of us grow older. Yeah, but they... He's not a freak. He, uh, <laughs> no. It's... He'd be a freak if he looked five years old. How about Bob Newhart, since I'm throwing names at you, another gentleman? 
Well, you know that's true. Yes. I mean, you've never heard a bad thing about yeah. Bob Newhart. Oh, we wouldn't necessarily want you to say anything bad about him. Maybe just an anecdote. No. Yeah. I wish I did. But I, I worked with him a couple, you know, a few times. I had a very good, Marsha Wallace was a good friend of mine and she was in What a the, talented lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss her still. Well, she was in LA and I was in New York, but we used to talk an awful lot on the phone. And How I about Alan Alda? You did a play with him. Yeah. The best guy, right? <laughs> He's great. Yeah. <laughs> he is great. And we were in a play together for a long, long time. Jake's women, Yeah, right? and yeah. then we even did it on television. So and you didn't even hate him in I the I didn't play? hate him. <laughs> There's not a guy you can ever hear a negative word about. No, you know, he's another one that yeah. you can't hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were all these nice people. <laughs> well, You've had a, a charmed career, and everybody's been so sweet to you and so kind to you. Except, Except for William Conrad Steiner. calling you at 2 o'clock yes. in the morning. <laughs> Sent dirty phone calls from <laughs> William Conrad. And, <laughs> and, yes, it, and yet it can be an abusive business, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. You can get your feelings hurt, I think, a lot. I'm sure. And not necessary with the people you work with, but, you know, people can make you feel like not so good. And it is with child stars, if their voice changes slightly or they get a pimple... People oh, yeah. go, oh, God, they're not cute anymore. They're not anymore. cute anymore. Get yeah. rid of them. It's horrible. That's true. That's and true. And then a lot of child stars, it's like they don't know how to live in the real world after that. They just know being on a soundstage. Yeah, and that can be very unreal, being on a soundstage. I mean, the real world oh, totally. is not on being on a, not being on a soundstage. And so some of them, they, they don't know. They don't know how to make... A dentist appointment no, or anything. No, that's like very that. true. That's very true. No, it can be. It can be bad. I it really. And then they can, you know, lose their money. They can work very oh, hard yes. and not end oh, up with Jackie any money. Jackie Coogan. You know, yeah. You know, that's that's you know stuff like that. That's that's good. the ultimate story. And sure. you can't get too. You have to get out of that. It's, I think it's harder in Hollywood. Honestly, I think that that's really a company town. I think you have a better chance of, of, you know, staying really in the real world if you're in a city or, you know, a lot of those stars now, they don't live in Hollywood anymore. No. They live in, you know, Wyoming. Sure. Where, you no, know, I get it. I really or do get it. Or if you're George it. in Italy. If you're George, you're in Italy. But, right. you know, I get that, don't you? And, sure, sure. And getting back to Problem Child, we had on the, the Problem Child himself. We had him here, yeah. Michael yeah. Oliver, who was the kid. And for a while, it looked like his whole life was going down the drain. And now he, like, works with computers. He's he's very happy, very oh, content. Oh, yeah. good. That's he good. supports himself. He, he, you know, he accepts his former childhood stardom. But now he's got another, another life that he totally Well, that's accepts. great. I mean, that's yeah. great that you can do that. Because I, I think some people can't. You worked many times with an actor we had in here who was a child star. He was a teen star, but Matthew Broderick. Oh, yeah. No, he's my friend. I love Matthew. Mm. I was with him, you know, when he became a star. And that was really interesting. That was Brighton Beach Memoirs. Yeah. And he turned 21. And, it, you know, it all happened. We we did the show first in Los Angeles and then in San Francisco. And then we opened on Broadway. And, I mean, it was it was gigantic. He became a huge star suddenly on Broadway overnight. And I and his father had just died. James like Broderick, yeah, yeah, for just about you know, like I don't know, nine months before, eight months before. And I, you know, it was really something to see him try to handle himself through it. And he, I think, 
is a real person. I mean, he he never bought, he never he never drank the Kool Aid. New York, yeah, growing up here instead, I think of, so. instead of like growing up in the very, yeah. growing up in the theater. Yeah. World. Very unassuming, totally, yeah. totally, totally real. Never changed. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because he thought it was all over when he when he didn't when that movie fell apart. He was supposed to make that movie. Which movie? With Martin Ritt, No Small Affair, and Sally Field. He came in and told us that. Oh, right. And the movie the movie fell apart, and he thought, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then he had a cold streak where he couldn't get any he couldn't get any parts. And then, boom. And he's so good, I think. He's so talented. So good in everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's, you know, darling. Talia, my daughter, is on a show with Sarah. Oh, oh yeah. she's on divorce. They're on divorce. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Now, have you ever worked with Talia? Yes, we were in Jake's Women together. Actually, oh. Jake's Women is another Neil play. Yeah, uh, that uh, we didn't work together. Yeah, Alan, Alan Alda was in it, and uh, Talia, and yeah, she, she's a great girl. Yeah, Joyce, you've had an incredible career. And I have an incredible run. I didn't realize what a great career until I, I, I was spent the afternoon or evening, I should say, with you two guys. <laughs> You're so sweet. I am definitely going to feel very good tomorrow. (laughs) Sleep well tonight. Well, come back and we'll do it again and we'll go through the other half of your credits. Okay. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll figure out who did Richie Brockelman with Dennis. I'm going to figure that one out. Our listeners are screaming it into their... uh, And and I guess there's no way to avoid the line... We haven't scratched the surface. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you look, it's like McLeod and Mannix and, and Hawaii Five-0 and Cannon and, and every sitcom. That Dennis and was good. What was Dennis, Dennis Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, yeah, he was funny. You he did was... everything. I did everything. What more? Now I'm going to go home. Well, you have anything you want to plug before you go? I have nothing to plug, but I have a, I have a dog. <laughs> And I know that Tell- right now that dog is going, where the hell is she? Tell us God. about the dog. She said it was just going to be a couple of hours, and now what's going on? Where is she? But th- I totally enjoyed this, really. Oh, it yeah, it's been a, good. a thrill thank for you. us. Thank oh, you. thank you. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, And we've had on... Joyce Van Patten. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you. Thanks to Richard Kind. Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast is produced by Dara Gottfried and Frank Santa Padre with audio production by Frank Verderosa. Our researchers are Paul Rayburn and Andrea Simmons. Web and social media is handled by Mike McPadden, Greg Pear, and John Bradley Seals. Special audio contributions by John Beach. Special thanks to John Murray, John Fodiatis, and Nutmeg Creative. Especially Sam Giovanco and Daniel Farrell for their assistance. Speak I love you, Alice. Be I love you, Alice. Be
your name to mine. I love you, Alice Beetle.